without an invitation, the person being discipled can't count the cost. Mm -hmm. Hey everyone, welcome back to the Practitioner's Podcast, where we're applying Jesus-style disciple-making to everyday life. This episode is powered by Navigators Church Ministries, which focuses on helping churches make disciples who make disciples. For more information, check out navigatorschurchministries.org and get connected to somebody today. Justin, have you um, have you ever walked into a situation where you've had like all the different feelings uh, l- let me explain a little bit. I, you're giving me that. No one can see the look that you're giving me right now, but you're like, Tony, I don't know what you're talking about. Uh, the feeling of like butterflies deep inside your stomach, mm-hmm. your, your palms are sweating and you're like, uh, maybe you even got a little sweat on the brow perhaps. Um, I don't, I don't know about you, but for me, when this happens and this could be cause I'm a bigger guy, I tend to, to pit out. I don't know if you've ever heard that expression before where you sweat through your armpits and all of a sudden you can see I, i'm sure you've seen it before right it's mm-hmm. and all of those feelings um ha, have you ever had those kind of moments before or do you ever uh ever walk into a situation where that's the case no <laughs> it's it, it's happened to me at a couple times in my life <laughs> first of all i'm totally kidding oh <laughs> I was like, oh, man, Justin's extremely confident in everything. I appreciate that. Yeah, it reminds me of like, you know, asking a girl out or something before I was married or a situation that I go into where I'm really nervous or feel a lot of anxiety around something. Yes. And, and you know, it's uh, I've been married uh, over 18 years. Mm-hmm. And um, there's now only one situation in my life where I get that feeling. Do you know where that situation is? No, I'm really interested, though. It's inviting someone into a disciple-making relationship. Really? Well, it's just so, it it feels so foreign to everything that I've experienced growing up. So would you say that that's still true of you, like today? Or, you know, you've had a couple, you know, a few cracks at it now, right? Is it getting easier? Yeah, so yes, right? There's a lot less sweat involved, thank the Lord, because that's just awkward. Mm -hmm. Um, But... The truth is, is, is that now through some reps, it's not as scary. But when I talk to my guys who I'm discipling about inviting someone to disciple, um, I get like the, that same feelings from them. Do, right. Do, do you notice the same thing? Yes. Yeah, absolutely. So I think, Tony, what you're describing, most new disciple makers, they have that experience. It's this intense anxiety or dislike around the thought of inviting somebody into a disciple-making relationship. And a lot of people just don't do it anymore, or they don't do it ever because they don't want to have those those feelings like you're asking somebody out on a date, especially when it's the same gender person, and, and that's not that's not where you are, right? And so, right. Um, but there's a, there's a concern about a few things. So one is just that awkwardness, right? Well, Man, if I go into that conversation and try to invite somebody into a disciple-making relationship, that's going to be really relationally awkward for us, um, and certainly for the person asking, because they know going into it what's what's about to happen. Yeah. Right? Um, and other people just think, well, it's not. We don't have to do it. We'll just start. I'll just start discipling them. We don't need to talk about it. It's more important just to do it. And so I'll just start doing it. And then other people worry that you know it might be a. Uh, taken as an offense, right? Because if 
if I'm inviting somebody and I'm saying, hey, you know, would you pray about be coming into a disciple-making relationship and I will help you, et cetera, et cetera, that the other person might be offended like, oh, well, you think you're further along than I am or something like that. And so we have all these sorts of insecurities and fears um, around this idea of inviting someone into a disciple-making relationship. Uh, for me, I always go back to the foundation that we talk about a lot on this podcast, and that is Jesus-style discipling. And so when we look at the example of Jesus, what did he do here, right? And so we know, right? He explicitly sure, yeah. asked. And so I think we should too. Yeah, and, and I want to be clear about something, right? We're, we're not... Um we're not talking about just going up on like a, a, a blind date here with somebody that doesn't already have the same viewpoints as you. You, you want to make sure that you're, you're talking and only discipling Christians because non-Christians have a place in our life as disciples, right? We, we need to have non-Christians in our life as a disciple to help share, right, the gospel and to to be, you know, it's. I think it's one of the core identities of being a disciple is surrounding yourself with people that don't believe in Christ, so that we can help be the light in those circumstances. But those aren't the people that we want to start discipling because you're not building the house on the same foundation, right? Like mm-hmm. you're not starting from the same base, right? And that's important, right? Because some there are some places that ta- that teach discipling and that talk about well, you should be discipling and non Christians and. You know, I get their point. Like their point is, yeah, in some ways, um, what we're doing, the way that we walk with non-Christians relationally, relationally feels similar to the way that we walk with those that we disciple. But what we're doing is very different in that process. And so we just want to be real clear that... Yeah, and it, it, it's yeah. really a gift when when you begin to uh, kind of lay out the groundwork on, on where and what the terms that you're using are, right? Because I have intentional friendships mm-hmm. with people that are non-Christians, uh, one, because they're great people to be around, and two, because um, it's really easy for me to get insulated. And, and we'll even have, a, I'm sure, a different podcast episode to talk about non-Christian friendships and how important they are. Mm-hmm. But when it comes to discipling, like Jesus did, he didn't, he didn't explicitly invite someone who didn't already believe what he believed, right? You know, he there's no there's no evidence in scripture to suggest that he was out there discipling Romans, for example, mm-hmm. or people believed in other versions of God, or you know the, right. those kind of anything outside of the his people that believed in Yahweh, right? Like mm-hmm. that, you know, there's that was kind of that was kind of the idea, and then he invited them into that relationship. Yeah, and I think that's important. Yeah, absolutely. And so, you know, today as we talk about inviting, we want to recognize that, that there is often tension around that, uh, especially for those who haven't discipled others very frequently, or maybe they're on their first one or their first few, and so they don't really know how to do it. And so, but we want to, to draw out something here that there's a very good reason to make the invitation explicit, and we'll get into how we explicitly do it uh, here in a bit. But some of the reasons why we need to have an invitation are without an invitation, the person being discipled can't count the cost, mm-hmm. right? And so, you know, with Jesus, he asked people to count the cost, right? To think about it before they, they sign up and say, yeah, I'm going to follow you, right? So, so it allows them that opportunity. It gives them the opportunity to intentionally observe how this disciple-making relationship 
is going to be different, look different, and feel different from a friendship or from a mentoring relationship. And so it allows them to observe as they're experiencing. It allows them to own the process, right? To take ownership of, oh, okay, so so you're helping me become like Jesus and a disciple like Jesus. And so they can engage it um, as much as they would like to or as little as they'd like to, but then you guys are in it together. And that allows them to see the vision, right? Not only the vision that we've talked about previously in one of our episodes around, you know, motivation for discipling and, you know, becoming like Jesus, like we just talked about uh, a few weeks ago, um, but also the vision to reproduce, that fruitfulness of our lives really means bearing fruit of new disciples and uh, more more disciples who are growing in maturity. And so, um you know, there is all that tension, but we have these really clear and really important reasons why we need to have this invitation. Yeah, I, I think it's definitely one of those things that's a both and, right? Like, it, you, we need to be explicit in the invitation, we need to be intentional in the invitation, and we need to be relational in the invitation as well. Mm-hmm. Like, it all lives together. Um, and and it, it's so important to understand that that this is a muscle that gets stronger the more reps that you do it. Mm-hmm. And, mm-hmm. and the more time that you spend with people, and, and, and we can be really honest here, in the world that we live in today, it's not uncommon to, to get to a place where you're not really being intentional with people. Mm. You're being intentional with social media, maybe. You're being intentional with uh, projects or work, but it's not very often. Adults aren't really that great at, at friendship. Hmm. You know, and Mm -hmm. and intentional friendship in the name of our faith feels even more awkward. And so, you know, I'm kind of curious if we kind of shift a little bit to the practical side of this, Justin, how do you uh, how do you do it? How do you do it? And then and then I'll share some of my tips. Yeah, sounds great. So for me, the way that I do it. So first of all, again, we're dealing with a, a believer already, somebody who's following Jesus it's not my first time meeting them, right? And so I have some sort of relational foundation with them. But the way that I do it is I just initiate a conversation with them about disciple making. I share a little bit about my story, about why I'm so passionate about it and how it's changed my life. And then I say, you know, I've been praying about, you know, who God would have me disciple. I feel like I have some time to do that, some more time to do that. And God brought you to mind. And so I wanted to talk with you about you know, would you pray about, you know, engaging in an intentional disciple-making relationship with me? And I say, you know, I want to draw out what that means or spell out what it means so that you can pray about it. And I say, disciple-making involves three things. The first thing is uh, relationship. And so that we would build, you know, in a disciple-making relationship here, we would build an actual relationship, a friendship, where I care about you, you care about me, I know what's going on in your life, you know what's going on in my life, both the <clears throat> the good things and the hard things, things I'm struggling with. And so that's the first thing. And so it's not an academic setting is one of the things I'm communicating there. The second thing I want to communicate is that disciple-making involves life and ministry skills. And so I distinguish these by saying that a life skill is anything that would help somebody Um, be successful in their life, whether they're a Christian or a non-Christian. So it's stuff like, you know, how do I handle conflict? 
How do I love my spouse? How do I parent? How do I manage my finances? I mean, all these things are life skills that we need to have if we're going to be successful in life, whether we're following Jesus or whether we're not. And then ministry skills are all the other stuff uh, that helps us as believers or disciples. How do I get into the word? How do I pray? How do I share my faith? How do I help somebody else grow as a believer, as a disciple in Christ? And so these are ministry skills. And so we're going to focus on building a relationship. We're going to focus on life and ministry skills. And the third one is character development. And so character development are those things in our lives that, um, you know, aren't in alignment with Christ. And so these are normally the harder things that we see. Um, You know, I know in my life there was a time that I was always taking the best seat at Bible study and the guy that was discipling me um, loved me enough to ask me about that because it really got back to my character. I did it because I was thinking about myself and not others. So I explain all these things, right? Disciple making involves three things, relationship, life and ministry skills, character development. And then because I'm in a conversation with them, not a presentation, I ask them, I say, well, out of these three, which do you think is most often left out and why? And most of the time they tell me um, character development, which I think is most often left out. But sometimes they tell me relationship, which also is sometimes left out because people are more interested in information exchange sometimes. Um, But then I ask them why they think it is. Well, character development's most often left out because it's the hardest right? Because Mm -hmm. it's no fun for me, Tony, to go into those meetings where I know I have to have that conversation. And certainly no fun to be on the other side. And so as I explain all that, we have that conversation. Then I ask, they have any questions? And then I just ask, you know, God's really put me on your heart because, uh, put them on my heart rather, because I believe that he wants um, us to engage in this together but I need you to pray and to hear from God. And would you take the time to just pray about it? And um, and most of the time, yeah, that's great. There's sometimes when they've already been praying and asking God that they somebody would come to them and start discipling them. And so they, they're like, hey, I've already been praying. Sign yeah. me up. And so that's kind of how I do it, Tony, those three things. Oh, I love that. I love that. I, I, you know, it's, it's super interesting because I love to see our personality types um, kind of really be illustrated pretty well in these examples. So one of the interesting things for me when I meet with somebody um, is as a as a vocational pastor, mm-hmm. and and I think that you know anybody can be a pastor, right? But as a vocational pastor, people oftentimes want to meet with me so that they can get some sort of wisdom that they believe that I have. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't really have any wisdom, just so we're all clear about that. <laughs> But um, I do meet with people, and oftentimes that will become a regular meeting place. Mm -hmm. And so when one of the things that I'm committed to is making sure that I have disciple-making relationships in my life. So when somebody begins to meet with me, um, I set limits um, of how many times I'll meet with them prior to introducing the idea of disciple-making kind of figuring out where they are on their spiritual journey, mm-hmm. their faith walk. Typically, if people are coming to me, um, they know they know who I am. They know right. my, I'm going to use the word brand here. I don't, I can't think of a better word to use, right? They, I'm Jesus. I'm for Jesus. Uh, I'm a big Jesus guy. Mm-hmm. So typically, when people come and we begin to develop this relationship, I'll say, 
listen, in order for this to continue, um, I want you to begin to pray about something. I want you to pray about intentionally entering into a disciple-making relationship with me, right? And I think maybe God has, very similar to what you say, God has brought us together for a season um, so that maybe we can both grow. Mm-hmm. And the way this looks is is we'll go over um, your relationship with Christ and how that looks and plays out. And when we both think that you're ready, I'm going to ask that you do the same thing with someone else. And so I'm super intentional about, hey, this isn't just meeting for pastoral counseling. Mm-hmm. Right? This is meeting for reproduction's sake. And I think that that's really important. Now, if if there's someone who, who I'm meeting with that's outside of the church, um, I generally will, will take that same approach, um, maybe not uh, as kind of uh, upfront as I do the other way. I'll, I'll slow play that a little bit longer, you know, just to see where somebody is in their faith walk. Again, because I want to make sure that foundationally we believe the same thing before we enter into a relationship that we're going to try to multiply because it's really hard to multiply something that, that you don't agree on. Hmm. So, you know, I, I think that that's kind of how I approach my invitation. And, and for the most part, people will either run towards it or they'll run away from it. Yeah. And you'll know right at that moment. <laughs> right. Well, I really like that, though, because it, it does, it provides that opportunity for decision. Yeah. Right? Because either I'm in on this or I'm not. And so if you're on the same page at the beginning, then it really helps it go well from there on out. Mm-hmm. Right? Because if there's not clarity at the front, then if they're not meeting the expectations that you have, that they don't even know that you have, then it's hard for you to be like, hey, you know, why aren't you doing this? But at the same time, if you're agreed at the front end, okay, we're going to do this together for this purpose, then later on, if things aren't going well, then you can always go right back there, right? And you can say, hey, you know, remember when we talked about this, I felt like we were on the same page. Has something changed for you, right? And see, then you can begin to have that conversation that really helps course correct as time goes on. And again, this is all dialogue driven, right? Mm -hmm. So it's not... It's not a monologue. People almost always ask questions like, oh, what does that entail? And, and I'll say it usually entails about an hour and a half every other week. It'll, it'll almost always have homework. Mm-hmm. You know, th- they, there will be expectations of you to bring some intentionality into the relationship. And, uh, and, and we're going to hold each other accountable. Right. right? And I expect you to, to, to hold me accountable, too, which is sometimes a little awkward for people at first. Right. Until they realize that I'm just as messed up as anybody else. Yeah. So here's a question, Tony. So we've been talking and in most of our contexts, we generally do one-on-one, right? But would anything change if you were doing a triad, like you and two others or you and three others, or would you just kind of go about the same way? Um, I think I would mostly go about it the same way. The, the only thing I would add to that is, is I would want to be very intentional about the three of us making sure that we connect with each other. Mm -hmm. Right. And so that it's equally it's an equal connection across every relationship and not just one relationship where like if it was me, you and Connor, Mm -hmm. I would want to make sure that um, Justin and Connor are talking just as much as me and Connor or me and Justin. Right. I would want the connection to be fortified across all fronts. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, that's good. Yeah, I think for me, it'd be similar, right? That that we would be saying, all right, we're doing this together. 
And so if it's three of us or four of us, then how do we support one another's growth through this? You know, just like what you're saying. In Love the cohort, it. we always talk about we're a team on this, right? Mm-hmm. Like when, whenever we're kind of teaching people about some of the foundations of disciple making, we talk about, hey, we, we got to do this as a team because it's, it's hard to do on your own. Yeah, absolutely. Tony, how, don't you, how about you take us out from here, kind of wrap us up with our takeaway, our action step. What are we looking at? Well, today's tech takeaway is uh, simple but not easy. If you want reproduction, an invitation is required. If you want reproduction, an invitation is required. And the action step, hey, decide and develop your invitation. And guess what? Invite somebody. You can do it. Tell us about it afterwards. We'd love to hear how the invitation went. We want you to know that we're walking alongside you in this journey. We believe in you and we know that you can do it. As always, we want to thank you. Thank you so much for being a part of our community. Thank you for taking the time to listen. Do us a favor, leaving a rating or review wherever you listen to podcasts. It really does help get the word out about what God is doing through this platform. Also, share this uh, share this episode with a friend. Maybe somebody else who's, who's trying to figure out disciple making just like you. Maybe a pastor or somebody in your church. Um, we would love and are honored every time you share or leave a rating or review. So thank you so much, and we look forward to connecting with you guys real soon.